Huddle Up podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? Hey, everyone in, let's go! Huddle up on three, one, two, three, huddle up! No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Two minutes to go, and a pucked up Dan Holtby watching a bad bounce out of the corner, and a shot, and a save made by Braden Holtby. Oh, my! As Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner, and Washington by a whisker. Still on top with 159 to go. My goodness, Braden Holtby. Off the face of the Capitals have won it. Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is, the return to glory. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast, live here Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. It is Tuesday night, September the 29th, 2020. We got tons to talk about this week, including COVID hits the NFL, NBA gets the dream matchup, and the beginning of the Tampa dynasty? Maybe. Maybe. We'll talk about all of that. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Huddle Up Podcast on uh, Facebook and Twitter, as well as our YouTube channel. If you just go to any of our social medias, you will find all the links, including the subscribes to all of our uh, podcast content. Uh, make sure you check out our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We stream also at LeibSports.com, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. We got Sean with us. Sean, how you doing this week? Well, you know. Uh, it's beautiful down here. Cold front moving in, so uh, I'm outdoors again. Uh, so it's it's that's kind of nice, not uh, dying of sweat. But uh, looking forward to weeks and months of Tampa sports talk. Cold front. What is it going to be? A brisk seventy-five there tomorrow? Yeah, seventies. Yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Break out the winter clothes, Sean. Break them out. Uh, and then uh, back with us, Dave is not with us this week, but back with us is Matt. It's been a few weeks. How you doing, bud? Settling in, it looks like. Settling in, yep. Yeah, got the uh, got the office set up so I can flip around for for shows and, and feature the sports wall with the seventy sixers and the uh, whoop backwards here, seventy sixers and the, and the Brian Dawkins poster behind me and the Mike Schmidt 
that as well. Very nice. My my 76ers. How about that? I like that. I like Mm. that. Unfortunately, of course, they were bounced very early. Um, you know, I think you, I think you did warn me about that, so I can't even be, I can't even be that upset because you did, uh, you, you warned me about the dangers of uh, of being a Sixers guy. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Capitals fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Disappointment is just the name, uh, the name of the game. So uh, we can jump into a game fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's plenty of dis. You know, even even when we start a year two and zero, oh, disappointment just creeps right around the corner, potentially, Absolutely. potentially derailing everything. But but hopefully that they can get back on track. I know they're uh, they're intending on uh, on practicing this I'm, Saturday. I'm fully prepared for them to beat Clemson and then lose to Wake Forest in that makeup game in December. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, lest we forget, around. lest we forget too that the week after Clemson looms Boston College and we know how that goes. Yeah. Being a Notre Dame fan, but no, I fully Here's what I fully expect. I expect us to beat Clemson and then get derailed by another COVID outbreak. That's that's going to be the more likely candidate. That's going to, you know, we finally get into a conference we're, we're 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 doing well. We're we're proving everybody why we didn't really need to be in there to begin with because we're better than ever. And then we're going to get derailed by a virus. Uh, but if you're following along with us uh, on the live video, comment along with us and uh, and, and play along, and uh, we'll uh, we'll respond to the comments. Make sure you give the video a like and a share or a retweet or whatever uh, wherever you are uh, watching from, so we can uh, we can jump right into this one. I did have a uh, a question of the week uh, this week. And it was uh, what has been the most surprising thing uh, in the uh, in the football season so far, and that could be either uh, college or the NFL or both, quite frankly. Um, and uh, and we can jump right into it. For me, I think it's I think it's kind of just the 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 teams that are either seemingly a lot better than we expected them to be, or a lot worse. Like uh, you know, for me. I, I'm looking squarely at the Green Bay Packers because they were a team that I thought they're going to they're going to stumble out of the gate. They're going to, um, you know, kind of get behind the eight ball. The rest of that division is going to kind of get ahead. And, you know, midseason trade deadline, I was talking about they're going to potentially be looking at, uh, you know, fire sailing and moving Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers uh, reminding everybody who he is. Um, and, and in a division where the, the bears are a surprising team, the, the Vikings are a surprising bad team. Um, the, the lions are, are predictably, uh, underperforming, but, um, you know, off the bat, I think the NFC North is, is one of my surprises that they're just, um, they're, it's, it's almost upside down to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I'd say NFC North is, is definitely up there. Like you said, Lions are who we thought they were. Um, but, you know, Bears and Packers on top. Vikings seemingly, you know, maybe they got their wheels spinning. We have yet to see defensively. I, I don't think so. Uh, so I think the, the, the NFC North is definitely a surprise. For me, um, and I think I commented on there, my big surprise was in the NFC South. Now, you can, you know, a lot of people were surprised by the slow uh, – seemingly semi-slow start by the the Saints. I think they'll be fine. Uh, By the way, Drew Brees didn't look old. Uh, They beat the Packers, and Dave was wrong. Um, But also, um, 
the Atlanta Falcons. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say we all thought their defense was going to be good. Uh, you know, and, and their offense seems to be even without a Julio Jones as dominant as we thought it would be. Um, but but to to blow the kind of leads that they're blowing and to realistically have been in a situation where they could be on top of that division at three and zero, and all they would have had to do was make a few plays late in the game. Um, and uh, and um, I don't know. I, I think Atlanta's got to be my surprise, if not that San Francisco overcoming the injuries they've come so far uh, and, and being able to, to win some games without literally half of, from half a roster. Unbelievable. But, uh, thanks for the late Dave music. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's also that's uh, also music for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, my God. Atlanta, Fal- Atlanta Falcons and Dave are kind of the same. But he talks a big game, gets up there, gets out <laughs> seemingly to a, to a uh, broadcasting lead. Uh, and then just uh, just blows it there at the end, uh, you know, calling out Drew Brees. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, for me, Falcons and or Niners are, are my two big ones. All right, Matt, how about you? Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to go with college. Just the, the biggest surprise to me with college is the number of games we're actually getting. Um, you know, going into the season with so many cases popping up here and there, we weren't really sure what we would come to expect with the uh, with college season, are we going to get many games? How many cancellations are there going to be? Um, you know, I know Notre Dame had to cancel on us last week, but I think the number of games we are still getting every week is generally surprising to me. More conferences now come in and saying, hey, we're going to give this a shot since it seems to be working. Um, you know, Big Ten coming back, Pac-12 coming back, um, SEC now returning to Big 12. Still no defense, but hey, they're there. Um <laughs> And uh, that is not surprising. That is not surprising. No, not at all. I, I mean, the, the uh, Texas Texas Tech game is is proof that you don't have to play defense to win in the SEC. Um, and if we're looking at pros, um, I think the Bills, to an extent, are a little surprising just because of Josh Allen's play. I think we knew that that defense would be pretty good, and the Bills would be a pretty solid team. But I think Josh Allen's kind of stepping up here this year, um, and being a little bit more of a productive quarterback and not just kind of like the safe bet, like a, um, you know, system QB who's not going to win you any games, not going to lose you any games. I think he's actually showing that he can win games this season. Yeah. And, and to the, the, to the college thing, I think every, I think all the conferences have, have made plans to return the PAC 12, the mountain West and the Mac, I think also uh, announced over the past week that they will be returning to action. So yeah, all, all systems go uh, for for college. I think I saw a um, a bold projection, which I think it's it's pretty bold to make any bold projections at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, f- four weeks into the year, but uh, I think one of them had uh, Notre Dame and uh, USC uh, playing in a bowl game, so we would get our USC matchup after all this year if it would all play out. Which is one of the games: USC, Stanford, uh, and of course Navy are the three big ones that. Uh, disappeared from the Notre Dame schedule this year uh which is obviously a bummer those are uh those are like the big three um that are always there that you always make sure um that you uh that you watch if you are a uh <laughs> which uh yeah Denver uh Denver starting yet another new quarterback this week is that, I I assume that's Mark Rippin's son I don't even know who he is. like I have like I have a buddy who's a who's a uh, Broncos fan, and he's. I told him I told him a couple weeks ago. I said, "Dude, if you if you want to switch, <laughs> feel free." I, I said, "I'll I'll I'll give you a one time pass because that's that's brutal out there." He said he's sticking with him, and then today he is 
none too happy that uh, Rippin has been named the starter. Well, man, uh, man, Jake, there. Uh, now back, back in sunny Florida, though. Back in in sunny Florida, no longer from Louisville. Uh, coming here right from St. Pete as well, right down the road. Uh, but we, um, yeah, uh, Denver's quarterback situation. I'll tell you one thing: if I'm Melvin Gordon or anybody that was trying to catch a Driscoll pass, I, I'm not upset. Dude, you get somebody else out there that can get me a ball or get it out of there quicker or get out of the line of fire, whatever you got to do. Um, if you if you started any Broncos and I did, uh, you're, you're 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 fine with the change. You know, maybe you sit them on the bench for a week, see how it goes. But it, I don't think it's going to get much worse offensively. Uh, you're going to have to lean on the defense. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think it. Let's let it. You know, and then I got a catchphrase: let it rip. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and and if there's any if there's a, like a bright spot to rip in getting the start, they play the Jets on thir- on Thursday night. So you might as well if you're going to do it, you Let might it as well do it when you're playing the Jets. Uh, looking here at um, some of the comments, yeah. uh, Andrew had said that it that he was surprised that it took the Bears so long overall uh, to finally uh, sit Trubisky and. Uh, Nick Foles back in the captain seat. Nick Foles uh, for uh, for Chicago. He got the uh, got the comeback win, and um, and and got the win uh, this week against the Falcons. He will start this coming week. Uh, Ryan says the NF the NFC least. Yeah, uh, holy, that's not surprising. Well, I mean it it is and it isn't. I mean, like. Like I, like I know, like the Cowboys not having a defense, not very surprising. Um, I, I mean, I, I think the Eagles playing as bad as they have, I would say, would be a little bit surprising. I think maybe some of the play calling decisions from from Doug Peterson may be a little bit surprising. Um, but I didn't think it would be this bad. I mean, the Cowboys at one and two, Washington at one and two, only a half game up over the O two and one. Eagles. Now, now I will give Doug credit. He did say today that he he did regret playing for the tie. Does that make you feel any better, guys? Is that yeah. <laughs> no regrets? I, I was embarrassed on Sunday. It yeah, was pretty bad. that that was rough. That was rough. And um, also did just did a quick bit of research. Um, Rippin is the nephew of of uh, the Mark Rippin we all know and love. Uh, so not a son, but a but a nephew. Uh, and the Broncos would like to let you know that in uh, they are open to in certain situations. You may still see Driscoll. I'm not sure what sort of situation you need to you need to sub in Driscoll, but uh, but he is available for for certain uh, packages. How bad are they expecting <laughs> Rippin to be? When if, you're if, like, yeah, Driscoll, he if, will if, be. Able to, don't panic. In case Driscoll of emergency, use Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> like. God. That's well. They're not the only team dealing with it right now. I mean, there's there's plenty I mean, of. Uh, when's, when's the last time the Broncos had like a a solid QB? Uh, John, I, I like Locke. I'm mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Locke. Lock, yeah, Locke. Like unfortunately, the injury. Well, yeah, no. Injury. Uh, Tim Tebow, last uh, last legitimate NFL quarterback in a Broncos. Was he that? Le- was even that legitimate? Don't tell me he won a playoff game. He won a playoff game. Yeah, won Trent Dilfer won a fucking Super Bowl. That doesn't mean I mean, he, was he good. won as many as Romo. Right? No. For God's more? sakes, really? More? Are we really going to do that? Are we re- are we really doing that? I, I fired Jacob. I mentioned Tebow's name. 
Uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you're following along here in the uh, in the live video, give us a uh, give us a like, give us a share, comment along with us. Uh, we would uh, we would appreciate that, um, and we're uh, we're glad to have uh, Jake with you. The, the what is he? What is it? What did he say here? The one eighty-eight yard pass to a D tackle. <laughs> He's going off. Yeah, there He's he goes. Off. There he goes. That's uh, that's my guy. Um, I think DT is Demarius Thomas. No, oh, well, he could have been a defensive tackle. The, the, as bad as the D- Steelers' defense was on that uh, on that play, it probably could have been a defensive tackle. All right. Let's uh, let's move ahead. I have two college matchups uh, for this weekend, and, and obviously we were talking about um, you know the, the the Fighting Irish. They uh, had they had to, they had to cancel or postpone uh, their oh, game. They had, they had to postpone their game. Moved from, up in the rankings. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, I mean it helps that uh, you had a couple of teams blow some big ones this past weekend, but uh, had to had to postpone the game uh, versus Wake Forest last week. Uh, a scheduled off week this week, which is still a good thing because I think it was, uh, what, 25 positive cases uh, on the team, which is, uh, if you're doing the math at home, that's not good. Certainly not good. Um, but uh, the I know Brian Kelly said today that they um, the, the healthy players that aren't quarantined or, or sick, they, they intend to resume practice. Uh, on Saturday, they play Florida State uh, next, uh, next week. So... Um, even if you're down 25 guys, you should probably be able to beat Florida State. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the rosters will look very similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll still take the Irish plus. I don't know what the spread's going to be on that one, but I'll still take the Irish plus even if you're down 25. Uh, and Virginia Tech was another one. They were down. Uh, it was like 20. It was like 20 plus players, and I think like you know 10 coaches or uh, something like that. So it, it's. It's a it's problematic with some schools and and others seem to be on top of it a little bit more and and but it's going to be a thing we're going to watch uh, throughout the year. But uh, two matchups fitting uh, two top twenty five teams. These are actually both in the SEC. Uh, number thirteen Texas A and M, uh, who is one and zero at number two Alabama, also one and zero. Alabama sixteen and a half point favorite. The over under fifty three and a half. This one Saturday at uh, three thirty on CBS. Uh, I like Alabama here. I, I'm actually going to take Alabama plus the points. Uh, I don't think Texas A&M is that good. I don't. I don't. You know, they may be 13th, but I think that's that's just one of those batty things where, in a normal year, I don't like early in preseason uh, polls. Uh, I really don't like them this year because of uh, everything that's going on, and um, just based on what we saw with uh, with LSU and Mississippi State last week, I'm going to go plus on the 53 and a half as well. So Alabama plus and the over. Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know, I was one that when we were discussing some um, on the preview show, uh, we were trying to pick some rankings, things like that. Uh, I did mention A&M uh, is a team that I kind of like to surprise some folks in the uh, SEC. I think they're a lot better than, um, people expected them to be, or, you know, a lot of people don't even expect them to be good. So I, I, I like what I saw out of AT&M so far. I like what I thought I was going to see at the beginning of the year. Having said that, um, it's a little early to draw Alabama. Um, I'm not sure you've gotten quite ahead of steam. If, if, they, if they're feeling confident, they're feeling good, I would not be as surprised as most if they pull the upset off here. I don't think a 17.5 point spread points at uh, Vegas necessarily being that surprised either. Um, so if you're A&M, at least hang your hat on only a 17-point spread. Uh, but um, 
I, I think Alabama pulls this out. It, it, um, it, it's probably one of those, in my opinion, it's going to be close for a lot longer than people think, but Alabama is just going to be too deep, too long. Um, that's what she said. And um, <laughs> you just gonna, they're going to pull pull away late. And um, I don't know if I like the over. Oh, overs. my. Yeah, we get, they're getting racy here uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> um, but we um, – yeah, I, I think Alabama uh, to cover – uh, in the end, but I'm, I'm not sure I like that over. I, I feel like you're going to see some turnovers, uh, probably even some surprise Alabama turnovers early. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Alabama, but I'm going to um, going to keep them under that that high ceiling there. All right, Matt, how about you? Um, I'm actually going to take uh, A&M to um, stay within the spread. They're obviously not going to win, um, but I, I don't think it'll be a a blowout. I think that's a pretty large spread for this. Um, you know, give me ten and a half, and I'd probably take Bama. I uh, ain't more than that, and um, but I do think it will stay under uh, the what was it, fifty four and a half? You said fifty three and a half. Yeah, um, which yeah, changes everything. More, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that yeah. one point. I, I had him at fifty three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think um, in the end, you know, we'll, we'll see a little stumble on the gates for both against this team, just kind of figuring things out. Um, that's why A&M's able to keep it close. Um, Bama wins probably by like a touchdown, and then they just kind of let the foot off the gas towards the end. All right, and then we move to uh, Saturday night, 7.30 on ESPN, number seven, Auburn, 1-0 at number four, Georgia, who had a little bit of a scare uh, at least early on this past week, and they're 1-0, a six-and-a-half point home favorite. The over-under on this one, 45. Um Man, uh, you know, Georgia did kind of correct the ship. Um, but I think I think I'm actually going to take Auburn to to not only um cover the spread, but I think I'm going to take Al, uh, Auburn to uh actually pull the upset here on Georgia. And it happens early enough that Georgia can recover. I think uh in our preseason predictions, I had Georgia as one of the teams in the SEC title game uh versus Alabama. Uh, so they can recover from from an early season loss like this, and and obviously the the rest of the SEC schedule uh, can shake itself out. Um, and I'm actually going to go the under. Uh, Georgia usually a fairly good defensive team. I feel like Auburn can do that as well. Um, I'm not sold necessarily on either offense here out of the gate. Uh, so Auburn to pull the upset and uh, end the under. Sean, how about you? Well, you know, last week I had. Uh... I'd praised Bo Nix and I and I praised Auburn and you know what? Um, they did exactly what I said they would. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to do it as many times as I can um, while I'm still hitting them. Uh, the <laughs> uh, having said that, um, Bo Nix is going to do real well. Uh, Georgia has a lot of things going against them, like you said. Uh, got a little sloppy out of the gate last week. Uh, now you have a little bit of a um, a quarterback controversy of sorts um you obviously replaced uh someone um in the last game uh come in uh kind of add a spark to win and now you're uh, gonna add uh from what i'm reading uh jt daniels the usc transfer um officially eligible to play uh and practicing with the team so um you got a choice uh i, I think um I think the original start is out. I think you're going to go with either whoever had the spark or you're going to say, you know what, JT Daniels. Uh, I think they provide a little bit more in the passing game and a little more um, a little more arm strength kind of stretch the field to open up that running game. And because of that, whoever they land on, uh, I think it's going to be uh, kind of um, 
you know, all systems go for Georgia. This is the one they need to really make a statement and um, really take control of that east. So I'm going to take Georgia. Um, and um, where was that over under at? On uh, your, on your 45, 45. Yeah, I like Bo Nix uh, and, and the Auburn offense more than most years. Uh, I'm going to take both teams to push points. I think they're going to push each other uh, pretty high. I'm going to take the over fairly easily on that. All right, very good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think that's a pretty low spread, so I feel comfortable taking the over in that. And I think Georgia stumbling last week just has them a little more focused, a little more motivated this week. So I think that they'll they'll get the win, um, cover the spread. But I think we'll see a lot more points than we're used to seeing in an SEC type game. All right, and uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's pause here. We got uh, we actually have a sponsor now through NGSE Sports, so. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back on the other side to talk NFL, Major League Postseason, and more. Stick with us. Huddle Up Podcast live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Huddle Up Podcast is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app. That's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. And we're back on a podcast live here, Facebook, Periscope, and our YouTube channel. We are glad uh, you are with us here uh, on a Tuesday night. Obviously, uh, a lot going on in the sports world and uh, in the uh, in the real world. But if you're taking some time out of your Tuesday to join us, we appreciate that. Or whenever you might be listening to the uh, podcast, we appreciate you doing that uh, as well. Just uh, update on the baseball playoffs, which we will kind of. Uh, preview who we think is going to end up as the World Series champion here uh, in a little bit. The uh, Yankees leading the uh, Cleveland Indians 7-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, and earlier in game one, it was the Tampa Bay Rays uh, defeating Toronto, a.k.a. Buffalo, uh, by a score of 3-1 uh, to one in game one of their best of three matchups. So uh, the baseball playoffs are underway. Of course, the Stanley Cup finals finished last night, which we uh, will talk about the lightning and uh, the NBA finals gets underway uh, tomorrow night in Orlando. But the big story today uh, in the NFL, and we'll get to our our, our big four because it relates to one of the four games that I'd highlighted uh, for this weekend, and that's the 2-0, or excuse me, 3-0 Tennessee Titans hosting the 3-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Maybe. <laughs> uh, because it was announced today, three uh, members of the Tennessee Titans, uh, the team, as well as five members of their personnel, have tested positive uh, for, for COVID-19. So both the uh, Titans uh, facilities, as well as the Vikings, uh, who they played, uh, have been shut down at least uh, through late in the week or this weekend. Uh, the officiating crew from this past weekend will be tested uh, every day and uh, will be sitting this weekend. The NFL has uh, uh, one officiating crew that ta- that has a bye week every week, so that crew will be the bye uh, this week. So, uh, and Gritty uh, showing his face uh, randomly down there in the uh, Sean Shine State. Um, you try controlling him. But... Uh, This tweet earlier from uh, Adam Schefter, the NFL wants to and and intends to play the Tennessee Titans uh, versus Pittsburgh Steelers as scheduled on Sunday. One of the contingency plans uh, to allow for additional testing and contact tracing to occur would would then move the game to Monday night. So the NFL is still going to try to get this game in. I know Dave shared a tweet with me earlier. I forget the account that it came from. but uh, I think the, the the Titans have a bye week in week seven. The Steelers have a bye week in week eight, a week after they play the Ravens, who also have a bye week week eight. So potentially uh, you could do some juggling there. But um, hopefully this doesn't become more of an issue in the NFL. I mean, we are probably it's when you don't have a bubble. You're, you're we talked about this when we predicted the seasons. Uh, this this is probably going to be a thing that happens. So the NFL is going to, I'm sure, try to do their best to avoid um, to avoid canceling or postponing games because it's it's going to be a trickle effect um, throughout the year. And then you got to wonder: is there going to be? Are you going to extend the playoffs out so you make up time? It's uh, all all very preliminary at this point, but it, it's something we're obviously going to watch uh, as this season carries on. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the, the first instinct instance of the, uh, of the virus hitting the NFL. And, um, you know, we, we, we knew that, that not being in a bubble was going to be hard to, uh, to maintain because that was what we talked about. The NBA has been successful. The WNBA is successful. Um, the NHL went what nine weeks or whatever it was in, in the, uh, Toronto and Edmonton bubbles, uh, COVID free and, we're seeing with college we saw with the 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 beginning of major league baseball uh they finally got it contained but when you're not and and i saw there was there was uh pictures and videos i i I tweeted in a uh an article earlier from my from my personal twitter page that there was raiders players out at some event just no masks and all of that so i'm like this is exactly how these things happen like whether you it's not a really a debate about your thoughts on masks, your feelings on masks or anything, but the, the bottom line is um, if you put yourself out there in those potential situations, it this is how a season gets derailed. Sean, Matt, any, any thoughts? Well, yeah, this is uh, – I mean, that and that's the kind of scenario, you know, the NFL looked like it was headed for a lot faster than it has. Uh, one time, you know, we, we, we talked many times about um, – what seemed like a lack of planning, just kind of like, well, we'll see, you know, we'll play it by ear. And, um, I mean, I'll give it to them uh, with the contract chase, um, contract tracing steps they've put in play. Uh, and uh, for the most part, it seems like teams have a pretty good grip on everything. Um, surprisingly, the team in Las Vegas um, can't. 
Uh, but that's okay because, <laughs> uh, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, unless it's a virus because uh, that doesn't always stick around. That'll, that'll follow you wherever you go. Uh, but, you know, that that's kind of – I expect the league, if, if there are actual pictures, or there are actual documented evidence of, of them being out of there, we know the league came down real harshly on coaches and sideline personnel uh, for – not wearing their masks uh, in the first week or two. I mean, more fines than you normally see uh, for players in a week came down for not wearing a mask. Uh, only because the NFL knows this is, I mean, this is the paycheck. This is, you know, having an opportunity to play, uh, fans or not, is at least money coming in and it's at least something happening. And if, if you know, if people are going to take it into their own personal account to derail it, uh, you know, they're going to make up some of that difference. So, um, I don't know if it's going to truly affect that game. Uh, I think there is a chance. We just saw in um, uh, soccer uh, in England, Premier League, um, I, I think Tottenham had to forfeit a match uh, because of a similar situation. Um, and, and I think there's a chance you may see that. I, I think the NFL has a pretty deep roster of you know practice players that in the very uh, – you know, strangest of situations. You may just kind of see a replacement team out there hoping for the best. Um, Keanu Reeves just, sitting at home waiting yeah, on the call. Keanu Reeves, <laughs> get him out there. I, I've seen seen him do his magic. He's good. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know in that situation if you're willing to, because because of what starters are going to stay. You know what I mean? Are you replacing linemen and keeping your high paid quarterback behind them? I, I don't know how that plays out, but. Um, but I think there's a chance you may see some forfeits due to it. I, I hope they can find another way around it. But um, but I think the league will be on top of it as best they can, and hopefully we have plenty of football ahead of us. Yeah, because it has been a uh, it has been a nice welcome distraction uh, on the weekends. Football has been, and uh, even if my Cowboys and you guys feel the pain as well, uh, but uh, it's still been nice to have it there. Matt, thoughts on uh, the developing situation out of Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of expected this to happen with football just because of the closeness of the players, a lot of contact in that sport. We saw so many cases with baseball um, where, you know, there's very little contact. So, you know, we kind of figured that NFL was going to test the limits and, um, you know, hopefully it doesn't get any worse. But I think we all kind of assumed that this would happen at some point, um, hoping that it doesn't result in any sort of forfeiture or cancel games, but again, health and, and player safety has to come first. So if, if that has to be the case, then so be it. Um, you know, end of the day, it's just a game. It is a nice distraction for all of us. Uh, so I certainly want to see as much football and other sports as we can, but um, not at the risk of anyone's future. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's an important thing uh, to kind of keep things in perspective as well. I mean, we we enjoy the games and uh, and all of that, but it's uh, it goes beyond uh, it goes beyond sports as well. So, um, all right, let's let's dig into the big four uh, for the weekend, and and uh, like I said, starting with uh, the three and O Steelers. If the game happens, uh, they are a two point road favorite at Tennessee, who's uh, also three and O. Forty seven is the over under. This one Sunday, uh, one Eastern on CBS. Um, I'm going to, I know I'm taking the under in this one. Uh, the, the, the Titans offense hasn't, uh, totally jumped off the page at me now. Uh, whether the Steelers, I mean, it, it's a two point number. So, so saying it, it, it's almost a push at this point. Uh, it's whether or not I want to call the upset, but I, I think I do like, um, Pittsburgh in this one, especially because they've kind of been without the distraction this week. 
Um, so, uh, you know, maybe they just uh, are able to be a little bit more focused uh, on the game of football. So I'll take the Steelers and the under. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I, I think in a non-COVID-related situation, I think my pick would be very different than it's about to be. Uh, I think I like – I still love Ryan Tannehill. I still love the running game they have there. I love the line. Uh, and I think their defense is incredibly underrated as well. Um, I, I think that they're, they're definitely a top-half defense and have a chance to finish even better than that. Uh, having said that, I, I don't know who the players are. I, I don't know what's going to happen between now and Sunday. And because of that, because we picked so early in the week, I think I got to go with um, – I got to go with Pittsburgh to cover on this. Um, I, I was I was kind of in the middle anyway. I don't I think it was going to be close either way. Um, you know, uh, for Tennessee's sake, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they just prove me wrong here because I, I like everything they're doing in the AFC South, and the, I, I hope that they uh, they can pull that division out. But um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, and, and I'm with you on the under. I, I don't think there's there's as many points scored here. Uh, you mentioned Tennessee struggling. I, I haven't seen a lot of success out of Pittsburgh. Uh, bursts, uh, you know, some pretty high scoring bursts, uh, but still, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that that line's quite, you know, got the running game um, leveled out. And I think you're going to see two defenses keep this score low. All right, Matt, how about you? Yeah, it's. I feel like this is kind of the first true test for Pittsburgh. You know, we've seen them win three games against three underwhelming teams, uh, you know, with Denver facing all the injuries they are, the Giants just being the Giants and uh, Houston trading away all their good players and saying, <laughs> do your best to Sean, and it's not really working out. So um, I don't really know what we have in the Steelers yet. That being said, uh, I don't think that Tennessee has the offense to keep up with the Steelers just with the firepower that they kind of shown that they do have. Um, you know, that Ben always kind of has that ability to just like, score quickly uh, with all, all the speed he has at receiver. So um, – I, I think the Steelers win. I think they cover, but I, I certainly would not take the over either just because Tennessee's offense at this point isn't like setting the world on fire. All right. Then we go to uh two and one Indianapolis. They are a three point road favorite at three and zero Chicago. Uh, 45 is the number on this one. Uh, this one also Sunday at uh, one o'clock also on CBS. Um, so we got Nick Foles back in the saddle. He leads a big comeback uh, last week. Uh, Mitch Trubisky finally, um, if you're a Bears fan, finally to the bench. Um, it would possibly, in hindsight, one of the, the worst uh, draft days, uh, if you're looking back on it. The, the players that were still on the board, one of them uh, had a pretty good showing last night on Monday Night Football uh, with pretty Kansas good. City. He's pretty good. He's, he's all right. I think that kid's got a future. Uh, that he Mahomes might. He did. might. He might make some money someday. He might. He might. Um, and then, uh, then you got the Colts, who I think are still kind of finding their identity with Philip Rivers, and uh, and and uh, I know they have a little bit of a, a banged up offense there, but the, I think the defense has looked decent uh, through a couple weeks. Um, but I like the Bears. I like the Bears at home uh, with Nick Foles. I think there's going to be a little bit of energy there. Um, uh, you know, obviously you're playing against a team that, that, that last week that had blown leads, but, uh, I like Nick Foles back in the saddle. Uh, I'm glad he's no longer, uh, just down the road from, uh, from me and Matt here, uh, to, to cause me any more stress in my life that I don't need. Uh, so I'll take Nick Foles, 
uh, in a comfortable win. Um, and I will take, I will still take the under. I don't think either offense here, uh, is impressive. Um, so, uh, bears and the under Sean. Well, Philip Rivers, you talk about a, a team trying to figure itself out and, and kind of, you know, kind of find its identity. Philip Rivers has spent the good part of two decades, uh, trying to find his identity. Uh, the only thing I know he is, is a, a dad a whole lot of times. That he other is. than that, other than that, I don't really know. Uh, you know, I mean. I don't know whether the guy fathers more children or throws more interceptions. I can't decide. Um, but 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 he's he's doing fine. They got a running game going, and and their defense is way overperforming right now. Uh, I mean, I, I thought they were a good defense as well. I just I didn't think it was this good. Um, but but they're playing real well. Um, but if you think I'm going to pick the Colts in this game against Nick Foles, you got to be out of your mind. Um, Nick Foles came in and in a quarter, a little over, a little over a quarter, um, pretty much surmounted everything that Mitch Trubisky has done up to this point. And um, I think Nick's going to be, like you said, he's going to be amped up. I think um, I think everyone's excited. I saw Tariq Cohen get a little more involved last week. Finally, um, stop pretending that Montgomery's a shifty <laughs> pass catching back. Uh, you have one of those. Uh, and Nick Foles, I know, loves his shifty pass catching back. So, so he's going to want uh, him involved. Um, and I know Allen Robinson's got to be excited about it. That guy's been dying to stretch the field. So I think the Bears' offense is going to wake up. It's going to be hard against that defense, but um, I think the I think Nick does get a little excited out of the shoot. Maybe turns the ball over a time or two, sets up a short field for Philip Rivers, and because of that, uh, has to kind of push that score up. I'm going to take the over uh, with um, with Nick Foles winning the whole, winning winning the game. All right, Matt, how about you? Yeah, um, it's tough because I think uh, you know Tariq Cohen is one of those players that. Foles would have relied on a lot, and so him being out for the rest of the year doesn't really bode well for for what um, you know. I thought Nick was going to have going. I mean, you saw him use him pretty sure. well in that comeback win. Um, again, I, I can't see myself picking Rivers to win a game because you know this is the exact type of game that Phil Rivers just loses um, all by himself, like a, a crushing interception in the fourth. <laughs> on the comeback uh that's i mean that's philip river's identity it's it's just romo 2.0 um so that being said <laughs> nice jersey jim um nice. i'm gonna i'm gonna take the bears and i'm gonna take the over as well um i think that you know we see rivers kind of come out of his shell a little bit and then you know do exactly what philip rivers does so bears win but a higher scoring game than I think many would anticipate. All right. I, I used to joke down here in Tampa Bay that, uh, you know, people give Jameis Winston a rough time. I was like, I've been watching Phillip Rivers play Jameis Winston for the last decade. Um, <laughs> so if he has a, you know, when they were like, are we going to get rid of him? I'm like, I don't know. Chargers didn't like, I was just, I used to give people that. So I, I think he had kind of that, 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 uh, that transition. And, and now Rivers gets to just be Rivers again. Cause there's no impersonator in Tampa Bay. <laughs> All right, then we uh then we go to Kansas City where the 3 and 0 Kansas City Chiefs host the uh one of those I think surprising teams as well, the 2 and 1 New England Patriots. The Chiefs are a 6 and a half point home favorite. Uh 53 and a half is the over under on this one. This uh looks to be the marquee of the late uh matchups uh 425 on CBS. Um man Part of me wants to wants to say New England is going to cover here, but just watching what watching what the Chiefs did last night, 
I can't do that in good conscience. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs plus. Um, and man, 53 and a half. I like New, New England's offense has been moving the ball. So I, I'm going to take the over. Uh, so uh, Chiefs plus in the over. Yeah, I, I don't uh... – I mean, the only thing the Patriots have going for them, and it's a big one when your coach is Bill Belichick, is is you get you get the short week for uh, for um, for Kansas City. Um, so you know, do, do I think it's out of the realm of possibility they're more prepared? Uh, yes, I think it is out of the realm of possibility that they're more prepared. You can be as prepared as you want. Um, Pat Mahomes is going to surprise you, and um, I think, like you said, we saw that last night, and. Um, I don't see any reason why New England really challenges here. I think this might be the first one because New England's kind of come out of here. And, uh, I mean, two and one, you, you can call it a surprise if you want. I don't know if I'm that surprised. Uh, maybe in the, the style of play and how well the defense has played with some holes uh, having opted out. Maybe that's a surprise to me. Um, I think all those games were winnable through coaching and, and just through, like, you know, not turning the ball over. I think this might be the game that Cam's kind of forced to try to do some things, and he, he's kind of a self-centered guy, if you haven't noticed. And I think that Mahomes being the center of attention in this whole the, the whole talk of this game and probably is going to get compared to Cam in some of those interview questions. I think that's going to get to him. He's going to try to force some things, and I think this might be the one where you see New England make some mistakes. Um and, and it's going to kind of expose them. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover pretty easily. That overmark real close. Um, I don't know, just for disparity's sake, uh, why don't I take the under on that? Uh, just say that, um, you know, New England doesn't put up quite enough to, to, to push it to there. Um, and and it's, it's kind of all Chiefs filling just up to it, but not quite there. All right, Matt, how about you? Yeah, I think this is this game is kind of like the the changing of the guard because I think Kansas City for the next few years is going to be what the Patriots were for so long. I think I think they just have the build of a dynasty team at this point. Uh, I mean, we saw Andy Reid kind of put on a clinic on Monday against the Ravens, who are supposed to have a pretty good defense, and Mahomes and Reid just kind of picked everything apart there. Um, I don't think New England has the defense that's even on par with Baltimore. And I don't think Cam has the weapons to keep up. So um, I think Kansas City covers easily. Um, I do like the the reclamation project and Cam going to New England. Um, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, at some points, definitely a selfish guy, but still kind of got a bad rap. So um, I like to see him succeed, but I just don't think it's going to happen this week. Um, but I will take the over. I think he puts up enough points to to get over the spread, but I still think Kansas City wins handily. I think double digits, most likely. I like what you said about the the, the passing of the torch kind of thing, and, and I think the, the one thing you see with Kansas City is they have enough facets to that offense with speed on the outside, uh, big, tall, you know, you know, good tight end play, uh, good slot receivers, and, and then the ability to kind of use the running backs that you can prepare for them all you want. And if one thing's not working, they have so many facets to just turn to on the fly. Uh, and Andy Reid's a really good game day coach. So I, I kind of like what you mean there. It's kind of similar to what the Patriots were doing for a really long time. By the way, uh, if, if you're following along on like social media at all, we're like 15 minutes into the debate and it, and it looks like it's just a mess. Like, I'm so happy we're doing this right now. Oh yeah, it just, it's, it's gonna be. It a mess. Looks like it's an absolute dumpster fire. Like ten minutes in, so I it's good. Which side you're on? It's gonna literally look like like we talked. We talked things at each other. We talked just about take that. we talked about things that were surprising 
That is not surprising. Not by the surprising. Way. Uh, it's it's <laughs> probably Biden forgetting where he was going with his comments and Trump just saying fake news. Trump, Trump, Trump just uh, yeah. What's this guy talking about? Yeah, like like questions that just derail the debate. Like, well, what did you have for dinner? I don't know. <laughs> Why why'd I come in the kitchen? You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, just uh just a mess. So uh I'm um, go- don't worry about it. Don't worry about what I have well, to do. It'll be entertaining on matter. It'll be entertaining on Twitter. <laughs> For uh, those that are following along with us, we appreciate you who are with us. Comment along if uh, if you have any thoughts on uh, what's going on here. And one more NFL game on the schedule here. The 3-0 and Buffalo Bills traveling uh, as a three-point road favorite to 2-1 uh, and Las Vegas uh, Raiders. 52.5 is the over-under. Uh, on this one, also 425 on CBS. So if you, if you haven't noticed, like two one o'clock games, two four o'clock games, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game are not pretty. Uh, I think the Eagles are Monday night next week? Sunday. Sunday night. And they play, who do they play? San At San Francisco. Francisco. Mm. Oh, San Francisco is still pretty dinged I mean, up. I'll tell you so what, it, it is the battle, of the battle of the beaten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's two, t- you find me a team with more holes than those two. Is it is it too early to flex games? Just flex, just flex, <laughs> just them flex out. out week four. I don't know. I think it makes a lot of good talking points for just just the fact that if you took everyone on their injury report between those two teams, you could fill in a starting roster probably. That'd be a pretty solid team. Yeah, that'd be good. I award you no oh. points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Um, Much obliged. <laughs> um, I think George Kittle is supposed to be back. So regardless That's of what I hear. but Jordan Reed's dead. So Jordan, yeah. Well, also not surprising. Also not out. surprising, by the way. He lasted longer than I thought he would. Yeah, game and a half. <laughs> but what is surprising, and I'm not making a joke out of this, but what is surprising is it wasn't a concussion this time. That's so, true. So it this, was his leg. It was it was his leg that gave up this time, not the concussion. Um, but uh, I like. Mm, I wish it was. I wish this number was bigger than three. <laughs> I really do. Um, you know what? I'm screw it. <laughs> screw it. I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders to win here uh, at home. Uh, I will. I'm gonna take the hopeful over because I have uh, Josh Jacobs and the Raiders tight end. So it's just and and I have John Brown. So I'm like. This is just me throwing hope into the somebody Do you not even like know the guy's name. I hope uh, it's uh, Waller, right? D- Darren Waller, Dustin Waller, something Waller. Well, uh, well Waller, uh, while they're out there, catch a dozen passes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter what your name yeah. is. Just catch me some yeah, touchdowns. Just catch do- catch another dozen balls. All he, that guy does is catch balls. He does all day. Twelve balls. Um, which is also baffling why Jason Witten decided to go there, but I guess. If, if somebody's going to pay you, I guess that I guess that's your only. Pay you good money to like block. Yeah, that's that sure, his dream. Why not? Uh, so and Raiders. What, what were the other options going back into the booth? My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what? I want to thank the Raiders for keeping him from going back to the booth. Um, so yeah, Raiders. Uh, Raiders and uh, and the over for me, Sean. How about you? Yeah, I, th- I think that. That number is just—it's—it uh, it is close. Uh, it's kind of one of those where it's like it was a little bit of a bigger spread. I would know which side I was on. Um, I'm kind of the other way. I'm—I'm I'm a guy that drafted the Bills defense, and I love the Bills defense. And to be honest, uh, that defense has been kind of on the other side of that Indiana Indianapolis coin, uh, where they've been putting up some um, some fantasy numbers. 
um, you know, at least at least like acceptable. Uh, but they're not um, they're not really dominating any games. I'm not seeing the uh, the pass rush. I don't think the defensive line play has been very good. Um, I, I think the secondary has been doing their best to do some coverage. And uh, uh, I did like Matt earlier, loving him some Josh Allen. Uh, and I think the addition of Stefan Diggs really opened that offense up a lot. Uh, kind of a lot of people going, well, what's he going to do opposite John Brown? You know what he's going to do? Make John Brown get open a lot. And when, <laughs> John, when, when teams key in with John Brown, uh, guess who's open on the other side? It's, it's some pretty speedy guys with good hands. Um, and, and it's really helped Josh Allen and Knox in the center of the field. And, um, man, if they can get that running game going outside of Josh Allen, um, look out. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's going to be a real good team. Um, but um, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I feel like it doesn't feel right. I feel like I should want the Bills. I should like the Bills. I like Josh Allen. I think he's going to have a day. Um, but I think Derek Carr might also have a day. I, I feel like uh, it's going to be that kind of thing where it's going to be close. And I'm going to – I'm asking the football gods right now who, who have told me <laughs> three times in a row the Eagles would win. And they lied. Well, they they've told wrong me to go with last them. week. And they've told me to go with the Raiders, so I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take Josh Allen and the Bills. I love everything about him, and I hate the Raiders. Apparently, we did get a uh, will you shut up, man, on the debate. Um, oh, man. Biden, Biden apparently said, will you shut up, man? God. And you know Come what? On, he's man. so quick on the cuff and just acts like he's in a conversation that I can just hear it. Yeah. yeah will that's... you shut up, man? Will you shut up, man? <laughs> Shut up, man. Holy crap. All right, Matt. Uh, Bills and Raiders. Oh, what Bills was... and um, under. And the under for Sean. Well, yeah, what was the spread for the over-under? Uh, 52 and a half. Oh, okay. So I'm yeah, clearly, clearly going to take the under there. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Bills in a 31-0 to zero win. Wow. Not one point coming from Las Vegas this week. I think that Derek Carr is kind of in over his head. Um. Wow. I, don't think that, I don't think that Josh wow. Jacobs, unfortunately, Jim, is going to net you much. <laughs> um, I'm going to predict a negative two in fantasy for Josh Jacobs because <laughs> he's going to fumble on his first carry and then just be benched because Green wants to make a statement. Um, but, um, yeah. A lot I, I of think bold predictions in this, in that this one's, segment. That one's a little bit of a stretch. But I do think that um, the Bills defense wants to make a statement game, and I think this is the time that they do it. You know, they – they had the Rams just kind of beaten mercilessly last week, let them back in. I think that defense has a little bit more pride, and they're going to show it against Derek Carr, who you know we we know is prone to throw a pick or two or three uh, or four. So um, I think that <laughs> the Bills, don't be rude. Bills get up pretty <laughs> by a lot pretty early. I think Carr tries to put the team on his back, and I think it just collapses. So Bills big. I mean, his it's... back. Is back with the team. <laughs> both. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Both, the, the, both of the those. The Bills teams. are going to rake his back. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I, I, I got to have that somewhere. I know I did. He raked my back. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't literally rake it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move to Major League Baseball. Of course, the, uh, the playoffs got underway. Uh, this afternoon, like I said, the Rays a three to one win over the Buffalo Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Cleveland still trailing seven to two, maybe eight. Yep, there's the eighth run. Uh, just came across on a sack fly. New York is up uh, in the top of the seventh. Uh, now eight to two over Cleveland. These uh, opening rounds, uh, opening round is of course uh, at the 
team with the better record. I think all three games are played there, so there's not it's not like a two and one uh, travel situation. And then um, the uh, American League Divisional Series are played in San Diego and Los Angeles. The Championship Series will be in San Diego. Uh, National League um, NLDS is in Arlington and Houston. The NLCS will be in Arlington. And then the World Series will be played uh, in Arlington. So, um, but uh, looking over the uh, the bracket here, opening uh, opening round, Blue Jays versus the Rays, Yankees and the Indians, uh, Twins and the uh, Astros, and the A's hosting the White Sox in the National League. You have the Dodgers, Brewers, Padres, Cardinals, Cubs, Marlins, uh, and Braves, Reds. Um, <laughs> Obviously, guys, uh, you know the, the the big story was the, with the with the NL East was the Phillies and their uh, just horrible, horrible bullpen. Uh, like I, I actually, and and again, if there's besides my Sixers, if there's a Philly team <laughs> that I uh, that I do not hate, it is the Phillies. Uh, and I, I just I I felt horrible. I felt horrible for Phillies fans having to uh, watch that on a on a daily basis for the last sixty games. It was comedic by the end of it. Well, and and they, they I mean, they made a push. I mean, I mean, they they hit a point where uh, they were able to stretch some starters uh, later into a game. Uh, the bullpen decided to wake up. There were some call ups, some send downs, um, but but I mean, it was a situation where even when they won, I think it was like twelve of fourteen, uh, got into the playoff picture. Um, I mean, some of those games they're winning. They're, they they ha- they ha- it's not even like they they happened to score nine runs. Like it's like to win those games, like you're scoring six, seven, eight, nine runs, and um, I haven't, I haven't had time to really go dig through the schedule and put a stat together because I can't find it. I would like to know the percentage of the Phillies' losses where they scored at least five, and I'd imagine it, if you took that stat and broke it down for every team in the majors, I doubt there's anybody with more than there, there the can't be. Phillies. There can't be. It's, I mean, it, it's just baffling that, that that lineup puts together these tremendous – and they come out early. I mean, it's not like they set the team up and, like, make it a surprise. They come out, they take, like, two-run leads, four-run leads by the third inning, you know, add a couple more late and, and, and wind up losing. So I think it was pretty embarrassing. Uh, it's been a few years, and we still have not addressed the bullpen. I'm hoping that the fact that we got in only to blow it – and even as bad as it was, if the – with a Cardinals win on the last day and a Giants loss on the last day, all we would have had to do was win against a Tampa Bay team that already – they didn't need it. They had nothing to play for. I don't even think we scored a run on the last nope. day. Shut out. Reminded me a lot of game six of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh-oh, Spadudios. Exactly. <laughs> Spadudios all season. Yeah. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, the uh, the Phillies had a lead in forty eight out of fifty eight, or sorry, forty eight out of sixty of the games that they played. Wow, and they they won twenty nine of those games. That's so, that's brutal. Not even twenty eight, twenty eight, thirty two. Right? That is it's an fun. unbelievable statistic. It's ridiculous. The, the worst bullpen I've ever seen. And I saw today that the the rumor is Matt Klintak, who assembled this bullpen, is going to keep his job. He's going to um, keep his job? That's what I hear. Well, so, I'd say I'm moving, but I already did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but, you know, such is the life of the Philly fans. Hey, at least we have the union. 
There you yeah. go. There's all. There's all. There's always somebody there. For the record, the Orioles were twenty five and thirty five. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the team that I was like, are they going to win ten out of sixty? They won twenty five, and they were they were in the hunt at times uh, throughout this year. I'm, I actually felt pretty good. Um, I feel pretty good about those twenty five wins. Like. Almost a 500 season, like in a normal 162 game season, I feel like the Orioles sometimes 25 wins struggle to win 25. So you can do that at a 60. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed. Um, all right, uh, we're not going to go series by series. Uh, we're just going to look out here um, to the uh, World Series, which is uh, currently scheduled to take place uh, between October 20th uh, and 28th. Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to take Tampa. Uh, out of the American League, I feel, and I'm actually going to take them to win the World Series. I feel like uh, the the Lightning, maybe, and maybe it's because Sean did move down there. Like maybe it just disrupted the universe. And it's like they're they're going to give your your home city <laughs> all the championships, even though it's not the ones that you cheer for. So I'm going to go Tampa out of the AL. I'm going to have them over the uh, over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, coming out of the uh, out of the National cool. League, I almost had them take. I almost I almost take, took the Marlins out of the uh, NL because they were the team that was going to derail the the baseball season. Uh, so why wouldn't they just make the playoffs or oh, make the World team. Series? But uh, but no, I'm going to have uh, Tampa over Atlanta in the World Series and uh, and Tampa uh, winning that uh, in six. I'll go in six. Sean, what's your uh, What's your prediction for the World Series? I thought you were going to have me like walk through it. I was like, okay, well, let's just do a little bit. You know, maybe we'll get there. In uh, the World interest Series. of time, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it uh, keep it a little shorter. Uh, makes sense. I'm used to have to recap because I talk too much. So <laughs> let me just. Um, I, I I like Tampa a lot as well. Um, I thought, and it's 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 not because I'm here. Like I, I've not been absorbed into the the sports culture necessarily. Thanks, COVID. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I will say that um, uh, Tampa seems to just play ball the right way. Um, they have a real good starting pitching rotation. It's not is it the best in the playoffs? No. Um, but those teams, um, you know, spend a lot of money on those guys. The one thing that might hurt. Tampa is one of their strengths is they had a good starting rotation one to five. And I think when you get into the playoffs and you get to these situations where teams are throwing three, three game rotations um, that could disrupt it a little bit, but offensively they just manufacture runs really well. They're fast. They play a great defensive baseball. And so I'm going to take them with you. I'm going to take them. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to take the Braves just cause you know, screw the Braves. Uh, <laughs> I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really feel like, uh, like dealing with that. Um, you know, I, um, man, I don't even, <sighs> it would kill me to say the Marlins. I'm going to take the Cubs. I was like between like three teams to get through. I'm going to take the Cubs. Cause why not? It's a, it's a feel good. Uh, it's a feel yeah, good it would one. Take Tampa, Tampa, Chicago. And, um, yeah, that I, I really have no basis as to why. I feel a lot of the teams – with more teams in the playoffs, I don't know how to pick Major League Baseball playoffs. And I feel like they're just kind of – like all of a sudden it's like, well, they're all kind of the same. So, <laughs> juggle and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Cubs in the National League because – Go if you're uh, if you're not following uh, at F and Birds E F F I N Birds on Twitter, uh, 
I at effing birds at effing birds. I highly recommend it. Um, it, it always makes you feel better about like the world being on fire. But uh, they just they just tweeted it. It's usually it's just like a black and white picture of a bird with a funny saying. Uh, this one pretty appropriate tonight. Uh, who's in charge of this fucking train wreck? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at effing birds on Twitter. You're welcome. Uh, Matt, who's your uh, World World Series pick? Um, so this morning, um, I was really feeling the A's. Saw they lost already, uh, game one. But let's stick with them. Um, so I had the A's Dodgers. I, I thought that would be a fun series just kind of you know reliving the the glory of the 80s when the world was a mess back then oh, yeah. um here we are again same thing you know how about we have an earthquake too uh, in the world <laughs> series as well just to sure just why to not recap everything that just was horrible in the 80s because then we had a good turnaround the 90s were good the 2000s were fine um <laughs> so um so i had i had the a's over the Dodgers this time because um, I, I feel like every year I'm like, hey, this is the year the A's could finally do it, um, and they don't. So why not 2020? Sure. Let's make it happen. Sure. Uh, why the hell not? All right, and then finally, uh, just uh, checking in here. Obviously, last night uh, in Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final, the Tampa Bay Lightning um, just just finally putting uh, putting the Dallas Stars to sleep. I think Dallas. Uh, wore themselves out even getting uh, to game six. Tampa was just too good. The, the pieces they put uh, on that roster, um, you know, was, was was the thing to to finally get them over that hump of not being able to win in the postseason. Although I saw I saw it, it was a it was a uh, quote tweet from the from the NHL Network. One of their analysts back on October first of last year, so almost a full calendar year ago predicted the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final. Uh which first off, in a normal season, I wouldn't have predicted that. <laughs> no. Um but then, you know, you had Dallas go off the rails, their their coach uh got fired, like checked himself into like alcohol rehab. Uh they righted the ship. Tampa Bay, like I said, put those pieces in. Um and and you know, I'll give credit um, and I'll also give credit to the NBA because we're going to do the NBA and the NFL or the NHL together. Um, they did it right. You put teams into a bubble, you contain it, uh, and and you were able to deliver a product uh, that was that was great on uh, you know on ice on the court, um, and and you've made it to the end. Uh, the, the like I said, the NBA of course, the finals start tomorrow night. Uh, but kudos to those two leagues for for taking an impossible situation. And saying, look, if we just bring everybody to one, the NHL had two locations to start. Um, we can contain it. We can keep people safe, and uh, and we can get these uh, these these playoff uh, qualifiers and the playoffs in and and do it right. Uh, and they did just that. Um, but yeah, d- huge congrats to Tampa Bay. Um, you know, and I know some people have tried to like discredit uh, the Lightning already today, saying that it's. Uh, you know, you don't have the travel, you don't have this, uh, so it's not a normal. Uh, it, it's it's not as it wasn't as hard of a road. But again, these guys have been away from their families for for multiple months. Uh, you have you have families that uh, you know wives have have are, are pregnant because they try and schedule things for the off season. Um, so there there's you know yes they don't have the normal wear and tear of, of travel on the body, but to imply that that these guys haven't sacrificed and 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 put themselves. 
uh, through a grueling uh, playoff year. And also, you forget that they were off uh, from March until July, and then they have to get themselves back into on-ice shape when they haven't been able to go to rinks and to skate and things like that. So they've they've had to keep themselves in shape as best they could, uh, like in home gyms and stuff like that. So to try and discredit them, I think, is uh, is off-base. But huge, uh, huge congratulations. Uh, you know, I, I don't like a, another Eastern Conference team uh, raising that cup, but um, the Lightning certainly earned it. Yeah, I, mean, I think, um, like you said, uh, you know, the two, the two did it really well. Uh, they also were the two leagues that had to do it first. Um, they did both have the advantage of it already being a season in place and, and got to kind of design a playoff format uh, as best they wanted. I mean, that helped a lot. Uh, it wasn't all 32 teams, um, you know, which is kind of where, you know, the NFL had to plan for and, and you know, even baseball to that extent uh, had to kind of try to figure out a way to get everybody there. So I think doing it in one site would have been almost impossible. Do I think they could have limited it a little more? Sure. Uh, but as of now, looks like we've made it to the baseball playoffs. Looks like we've made it to the um, this point in the NFL. Um, but I think the NHL, um, you know, like you said, props to the, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and if anybody's going to take anything away from these guys um, – I mean, Tampa's a team that played without its captain for much of the – pretty much the entire run. Yeah, he came back for, uh, for a half a game. Part of a period. Uh, managed to score a goal and then couldn't finish the series. Um, you know, and it's it's and they kept him designated as the captain for a reason. I mean, he's, he's been on the bench. He's been, been helping the squad. They never really sacrificed his active status. You know, they could have just sent him home. He didn't want to go home. Um and, and like you said, this, this team's been away from it for a long time. We're in a situation where sports might mean more, and I think to each city it might mean more. Uh, so the pressure's probably at its apex, um, especially when, like you said, you're just not – you're not seeing your family. You can't go anywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole different scenario. So I can't imagine the stress level inside that bubble. Uh, this counts – uh, it was weird watching it hoisted without anybody around cheering. There was nowhere else to cut. Yeah, um, it was a really strange uh, thing to watch. But it, but it's Gary still... Bettman didn't get booed. Yeah, and <laughs> the fact that they didn't pump booze into that stadium—that's the only he, thing the, the NHL Bettman failed has, on. He has too much control. They would have should have been booze pumped in. But um, <laughs> but um, it's always exciting to see. 30, you know, 20, 30, and 40-year-old men act like little kids just because of a, a, a cup hoisted over their heads. And, and I think it's 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 by far the best trophy in sports and the best tradition in sports. And, um, you know, good for them. Hopefully Philly soon. Uh, they're our last hope, I think, from what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> so please, God, let this be a sign of things to come. But, um, um, but yeah, props to them. Uh, NBA finishing up their bubble. Um, good for them. Should be a heck of a show to finish out. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I think like you said, uh, props to both leagues. I think the, uh, I think the NHL set a precedent though, that every year now you have to have those fire bombs going off, uh, when, uh, when the team hoists the cup, because last couple of years they've done some dinky fireworks, but now you got to get those fire bombs every year. Um, Matt thoughts on the, uh, the Stanley cup final. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all kind of knew going into this that whoever won, we would hear the, oh, it doesn't really count thing. So, um, you know, that that bears no weight to me. It, it counts. Like you said, you're away from your family in the middle of a pandemic um, for months. 
you know, it, there's enough emotional toll that, you know, home ice advantage doesn't even play a role in this. Like everyone was playing on even field, sure, but everyone's going through something differently. So um, kudos to all the players for going through that, like kind of grasping the importance of bringing sports back. Um, you know, I think NBA, NHL realized early on, like, I mean, uh, the world kind of needs some sort of distraction. So for all of the athletes to kind of make the sacrifice that they did to give us that, um, you know, I'm not a, a huge hockey fan. I watch the Flyers and that's really kind of it. Um, but, you know, I paid attention to Stanley Cup just because it kind of gave me sports, which I needed. Um, so thank you. All the NHL players, congrats to Tampa Bay for their win. You know, it's it's truly a, a Stanley Cup win. You know, that, that banner deserves to be up in their rafters, um, and they all deserve to hoist that cup. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, you know, same to the NBA. I mean, whoever uh, comes out, obviously the Lakers and the Heat. Uh, we, 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 Sean and I talked about a couple weeks ago that uh, as long as the Lakers made it, I feel like the NBA already won because whether it was the Heat or the, or the Celtics, uh, you were going to have some sort of like dream matchup. You were going to have uh, a renewal of that great rivalry from like the 80s and 90s of, of the Lakers and the Celtics, or you were going to get LeBron uh, versus the Heat um, and, and kind of like the Cinderella story. Um, and, and of course, the Lakers uh, making it to the finals uh, in the in the year that uh, the Kobe Bryant's tragic passing. Um, you know, I think this sets up for for a really fun final. Um, obviously I don't have a dog in the fight here. Um, I will probably be watching more of the NBA finals than I ever have. Uh, because again, the NHL's done, um, you know, during the week, you know, you have, you have, we're going to have baseball, uh, but I'm just certainly going to check in, uh, on the NBA finals as well. Um, I, I, I personally, if I, if I like had to pick a, a team that I I'd prefer to win, it would probably be. The Lakers, and, and I apologize to my, my pal Ernest Christian, who's a big Heat guy and has been for, for his whole life, but um, just just because of, of the passing of Kobe back in January and, and um, you know, for, for them to be able to, to win that title uh, in, that, in, in the same year, a year um, from that tragedy through, obviously, the pandemic and all of that, uh, I think would just be a pretty, uh, pretty wild story. Um, but it's going to be fun, and, and, and again, same, same as the NHL. Whoever wins this um, absolutely deserves it. Uh, anybody trying to discredit them as well um, needs, to, uh, needs to just kind of you know, forget that and, and, and move on from, from that line of thinking because the, the, these guys have earned it, absolutely. Uh, Sean? Um, I mean, as far as NBA, I mean, like you said, uh, I mean, I think we touched on it, um, whatever the matchup was going to be for LeBron. Um, was going to be uh, pretty ideal. Um, I'm not sure the Nuggets fell into the last four quite as well as the Clippers would have. Um, that was kind of an oops, sorry, uh, but uh, but they just got taken care of. Um, also, I, I mean, I'm going to give everything I can to the Heat. Um, I mean, I obviously have a heck of a coach, which makes you wonder what would have happened with the right coaching staff for Jimmy Butler in Philadelphia. Uh, looks like with the right coaching and the right team around him and the chance to kind of be the glue, uh, Jimmy Butler's very effective, uh, but I'm not sure he was asked to do that. And um, he's shown that he can be that kind of player and a selfless player and, um, you know, props to him. Uh, having said that, I don't want to see him win, uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, it's hard to say 
at this point that LeBron is underrated, uh, but I still feel like he is. And, and I still feel like, you know, I think it's just the world we're in now where people want to tear down the grades or they want to, you know, there's always someone better or, you know, we trust the tweets we read or whatever else. Um, I mean, unless I'm tweeting or one of the guys on this podcast are tweeting, you don't have to trust it. You can, you can feel free to question that, that tweet. Uh, yeah, except with us, obviously. We would never lie to you. Uh, but everybody else, they're going to lie to you at some point. And the ones that are telling you LeBron is not as good as Kobe or not as good as Michael or not as not shouldn't be in a conversation, they're lying to you. Uh, and I'd like to see him get one more, um, even though people will say, well, it was L.A. and they bought it. and went, Give him another one. So what? Most most teams at this point do. Buy them. I mean, that's that's the that's the way the nature of sports at this point. Anyhow, buy them. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not the old days. You know, like you don't have uh, the the guys that that you know are are in a place for their entire career and take no. hometown discounts and you don't guys chase championships because that's unfortunately how leg legacies are defined. Matt, your yeah. your thought on the NBA Finals? Yeah, um, you know, like Sean said, the, the Clippers would have made this a better Final Four than the Nuggets. It's still a nice Cinderella story, but you know, those always kind of come to an end, and then you're just kind of left wondering what if. Um, to the point of LeBron, nine of the last ten seasons, he's taken a team to the NBA Finals. So, um, if if anyone's trying to discredit LeBron at this point, you just have to look at that win or lose. I mean, he's gotten to that dance, you know. Jim Kelly lost four Super Bowls in a row. Was he a bad quarterback? No, absolutely not. Um, so that's kind of like the LeBron effect. Um, and at this point, he doesn't even have a big three at this point. It's him and AD carrying a cast of characters into the, the NBA finals. So um, Jimmy Butler just kind of fit into the perfect situation for him. He was never going to be the man in Philadelphia. Um, you know, when you have two young superstars like the Sixers do, He's just going to kind of get lost in, in the folds. Um, so he found the right situation for him. I'm happy for him, but I don't want to see him hoist the championship. I hate the Miami <laughs> Heat. I hate the Miami Heat fan base. I hate that they think that because people want to go to Miami, that they are the gold standard of NBA franchises because they lucked into LeBron for four years and got two championships out of it. So um don't want to see any success for them. <laughs> I like the story that we're seeing here with Kobe uh, passing away, LeBron kind of taking that on his plate at this point as being kind of the guy now. Um, you know, uh, in LA, I, I want to see Anthony kind of get the ring that he's deserved after being in New Orleans for so long, trying to do things the right way, trying to build a team down there and not getting it. Uh, I think he's deserved that ring. So I'm certainly rooting for the Lakers, which is kind of weird as a 76ers fan, but. <laughs> uh, the enemy of my enemy is always my friend, as they say. That is fair. All right. Um, the Yankees now 11 to 2 over Cleveland, 11 to 2. So, uh, pretty sure that uh, in the top of the eight, that one is, uh, that one's pretty much locked up uh, for game one there. And uh, yeah, the debate looks like it's well off the rails. Uh, I might watch it just for the entertainment factor. Uh, once we get I, off, this. I saw, I saw a tweet or a comment that I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it happened during the debate. I don't see any reason why, but the whole, I brought big 10 football back that may have come into play. Yeah. Just yeah. Want to throw yeah. That out there while we're on a sports podcast. Sure. So it should be entertaining to catch up on. Yeah. I mean, does he, does he know that college football players knelt 
week one? Like, is that an SEC? Is, is he done? Is he done now? Is it... He's just like, I wish I'd never done it. <laughs> uh, all right. Just, uh, Sean, do you got uh, anything to add or just uh, let people know where they can follow you? And then we're going to wrap this thing up. Well, I'm, I'm sitting down here in Tampa and, and I'm hearing a lot about, um, you know, kind of a championship run, kind of, you know, maybe it's a Tampa Bay dynasty kind of thing. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it's fate. I don't know what it is, um, but it's getting hard to argue with. So it should be a pretty fun city to be in over the next several years. Um, but for me, uh, I'm still Sean and I'm down here. Uh, so we've renamed it to Sean Shine State. That's where you can reach me on Twitter at Sean Shine State. Uh, that's S-H-A-W-N, Sean Shine State. And um, otherwise, um, may as well say go, Birds. Maybe we'll get three. Maybe we'll get four <laughs> wins. Uh, at this point, who knows? Um, but um, but they're all I have left. Uh, and so Gritty and I say good night. Love that, Gritty. Uh, how about you, Matt? Where can people follow you? You can follow me. My, my Twitter handle is on here, at 3CT, the letter A, Philly, as in Philadelphia, the number eight. So um, Sixers are done. You, you have a break from me complaining about them until it looks like January. Um, I occasionally complain about the Eagles. I didn't even get to watch the game until the end. Last week, so that was a nice treat to get to see that overtime. Um, Notre Dame, you, you get a week off of me, but no more Flutie. So I've been a little, yeah, more yeah. Um, Tony Dungy has been a welcome, a welcome sure. uh, commentator for Notre so Dame football. Aside from that, I'll, I'll mix in, uh, you know, tweets about movies that I'm checking out, um, wrestling as well, um, or just random shit. Um, but you know, give me a follow. I'll follow back. Um, you can argue with me. I probably just will not care and won't respond and block you. I've learned well from, from big Jim. <laughs> um, so keep, keep that block, are. keep that block finger strong, man. I, I, that's what I do. Uh, and now apparently, uh, Biden said it's hard to get a word in with this clown. So, uh, yeah, this will be, if nothing else, it'll be entertaining. Uh, you can follow me. Point, he's the voice of America. <laughs> he is saying what we're all thinking. Um, yeah, you can, uh, you can follow me at big Jim sports. Make sure you just, uh, you're following along with the show at huddle up podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our show on YouTube, follow us on Instagram and, uh, subscribe to our show, uh, on all podcast platforms and, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, spotify as well easy for me to say and uh you can make sure you uh check us out each week and uh until next time stay safe stay smart and go for the win podcast is sponsored by arena eats log on to the website arenaeats.app that's arenaeats.app for the ultimate fan experience at your favorite sports venue arena eats mobile app pre-order express pickup and in-seat delivery how do you place your order